This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today I'll be answering listener mail, and we have a few announcements, so let's get started. Oh, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash aviationcareerspodcast. Please send all of your you know, questions, etc. to feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. And look for upcoming events, of course, and appearances on on our Facebook page, because I would love to meet you. As a matter of fact, I was able to meet some of our listeners at the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo 2018. About half of those interviews, gosh, they had to do with aviation careers, so make sure you listen to that. We did a daily show for the first time, and uh, would love to hear your feedback about that if you like the daily show. It started, uh, pod, or we put it out today on stuckmygavcast.com, and that's the other podcast that General Aviation podcast. But of course, the the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo is really about inspiring young people and everybody to get into aviation and to fly. So let's get started. Actually, we have a couple of announcements first. Oh, the first announcement is the Aerospace Scholarships book 2018 is now available. It's an ebook. We transferred it over to uh, the Amazon store. It's also coming out in iBooks soon uh, in iTunes. And uh, we also will have a, a little online course about how to use the scholarships book uh, in our online learning center. And you can click on uh, our online learning center uh, off of uh, valeri-aviation.com, thinkific.com, or just go to the website and, uh, and look at our courses. And I will have a link in the show notes in this episode. So yes, the, you can get a scholarship uh, at any age. Uh, also, any background, of course, many of them are geared towards more high school and college students, but there's a lot of them that are not. So I really, I really encourage you to go ahead and, and pursue a scholarship, uh, no matter what your background or age. Anyway, let's start with uh, some of the questions of this episode, and this is going to be a little bit shorter of an episode. I can try to keep it a little shorter, but uh, of course, uh, your questions are really important. Like I said, we uh, have a lot of backup in questions, and we've been shifting them around a little bit based on the need at the time. I do have a listener mail. We're waiting back to see if the, that person wants us to read that email. But basically, I will ask the question. First of all, the first question comes in and says, can I use my VA vocational rehabilitation benefits to pursue a flying career. And uh, he also wanted to know if he knew anybody or I knew anybody that has done that. I do know disabled uh, veterans, disabled veterans that are actually flying for the airlines. As far as using those benefits, I probably do. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. So we're going to ask the listeners to help out. I'm also going to do a little research and uh, ask some of our, our VA benefits experts if they know folks that have used those vocational rehabilitation benefits for flying. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of people think that they frown upon that, but it's actually it's really important for people to get back into the workforce and uh, start uh, actually moving on in their careers. So thanks for that question. I hopefully will be reading that uh, email in the future. It's a really inspirational story, an amazing story about uh, um, actually helicopter pilots and uh, somewhat sad, but with a a real positive outcome. 
Moving on to our next question. Uh, it says here, I'm a 38-year-old HVAC equipment sales representative and system designer. Here's my story. My father owned a very successful HVAC wholesale distributorship. When I was very young, my father and I would charter small aircraft to fly over hunting property. I remember the trips like they happened yesterday. On one occasion, I was invited to ride in the right seat, and I could see over the instruments. The pilot knew what he was doing when he allowed me to take control of the aircraft briefly. I was hooked. I spent all my spare time poring over aircraft manuals and military aircraft design books. Any magazine related to aviation was not safe around me. It was not in the cards for me. My family was grooming me to take over the business, and I was not the person I am today. At 21, I gave up and gave in to the industry I grew up in. This was March 15, 2001. So here I sit today. It's September 9, 2017. After telling myself for many years that I can't achieve my life goal, I find myself locked in an industry that I am not fulfilled in. I will become a commercially rated pilot. The road will be difficult, and that's awesome. My wife and I are planning together, and she is in my corner. Thank you for the podcast. When I found it, the first episode I could listen to was 140 with Dan. I have listened to all his and most of yours. I'm inspired. I do not have a college degree. I have a vocational certificate and an associate's degree, along with holding membership in the governing body of the HVAC industry, which requires 12 years of verifiable engineering design experience to be considered as my education and technical understanding. I'm interested in getting into sales in the aviation industry to feel connected to the industry I love. Thank you, Jennifer Adams, episode 113. I know I will have success because of my broken, excuse me, my proven sales background and transferable skills. I'm current in industry and I am high achiever with no, with no passion and uh, I can't, uh, with a, a passion, excuse me, I can't wait to see what I can do in the industry. I really, really love. I feel this is what will get me to the end goal so much faster. At this point in my life, I have realized that the path I am on right now is finally the correct one. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to achieve my lifelong dream of training, teaching, learning, and experiencing everything this industry has to offer. My children need to see what it takes to get what you can. Can you advise me on the current expectations for education within the industry for guys like me? If I'm spending money on education, I prefer to go flight training. I can guarantee that if I can get an interview with anyone, I can earn a position through preparation and skill. I plan to sell my way into the certificate since I want to control debt. I'm comfortable in performance-based environment and know that with passion, I will cross the finish line faster. I'm interested in coaching and resume prep if this email falls under those guidelines, and any direction or advice you can offer would be spectacular. Thank you for what you do. I only wish I found the podcast sooner. Safe flight, sir. Well, thanks so much for your question, and I really appreciate that. And yes, you can go aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching for uh, a session. Uh, again, for anybody listening, of course, it's $75 for that first session. Uh, let's get to your question, though. Uh, as far as career expectations, let's back up in your email. You said you don't have a college degree, but you have an associate's degree. You do have a degree. You have an associate's. People are getting hired, especially on the regional level. This has always been true. People get hired even without a degree, as long as you're trying to pursue a degree. And you already have an associate's degree, so uh, that's one leg up on many different people. The biggest thing right now, and I think you said this in your email, and this is really the point, is the fact that you're trying to build time 
and build experience. And that's really where you should start putting your money. As you're a little bit older, you need to start building flight time because that is, you can have all the degrees in the world, but without any flight time, you're not going to be able to fly. So make sure you build that flight time. That's extremely, extremely important. Uh, so yes, I've seen many people in, in your current career path that uh, have their associates. If you can, you can discipline yourself. If you want to move on to the legacies, the majors, etc., you probably should get a bachelor's. And uh, that'll, you know, I say probably you should get a bachelor's because of the fact that I'll put you ahead of everybody else. Now, with that said, I know with this pilot shortage right now, they're hiring people without bachelor's degrees as long as you have the hours. But if there's a little bit of a, a blip, you know, in in the hiring or, or anything else, you, you know, you should be the one with a degree. So, for instance, say they slow hiring for some reason at the airline you want to go to, they will then start limiting their focus as to who they're going to actually interview. And that a lot of times it's the people with four-year degrees. So if they have a lot of applicants, then yes, they'll they'll actually limit them. So, and with this question, I, I do want to make a comment here, uh, a couple things. Number one, there's what's interesting is the shift in the demand. I know I've spoken with a lot of folks lately who are doing some career changing, and they're a little bit older. And uh, people think, you know, you've heard me say, if you've got a pulse, you'll get a job with a with an airline right now. But this is kind of interesting what's happened. The demand for pilots for those low experience positions, like those positions that only require 500 hours, etc., has uh, has really gone down. In other words, the supply of people that want to start flying in those positions that only require, say, 500 hours to 1,000 hours, uh, you know, there's tons of applicants right now. So why is that? So let's let's look at this and let's analyze that. Number one, there are a lot of people that don't want to become flight instructors. Uh, if flight instructing is a great way to build a lot of time, a lot of experience, and also you never really learn uh, something as well as when you have to teach it to somebody. The people that are looking at these jobs, so for instance, uh, if you're looking at a single-engine turbine job or a small twin-engine job, there are still and always will be tons and tons of applicants and even qualified applicants that are applying. So this is kind of interesting. You might have an operator that has a twin-engine airplane that only needs three people to fill those positions. They may wind up having 1,000 to 2,000 applicants for those three pilots. You go to a regional airline, right, and you see all these applicants for, well, they might need 100 to 200. They only have, well, sometimes only 1,000 applicants, 2,000 applicants at that regional. So and in that pool, most of those people don't even qualify so you still have, you have a lack of qualified pilots, and that's what's been driving this pilot shortage. Uh, I know there's a lot of folks still saying there's no such thing as a pilot shortage because the majors, you know, they they're, have plenty of applicants. That is true. They do have plenty of applicants, but they are hiring, and that, therefore, is moving people away from the regionals and on up. Because uh, remember, the starting of, of flying usually happens at the regionals. The other reason I, I pushed the regionals so much lately is because of the fact that it is a little easier 
easier to get into than the traditional go fly cargo and go fly uh, the corporate route before you wind up going to the regionals and then to the majors. It all sh- it's all shifts. So you have to shift your strategy based on the time. So right now, the place that's going to hire you first, even with a what's called a conditional offer of employment, conditional offer of employment, they actually will be the regionals. And what do I mean again by the conditional offer of employment? Everybody has a conditional offer. When you get hired with an airline, it's a conditional offer. If you go there and work, go to work one day uh, and you find yourself in training and you didn't tell them, say, about something in your background that wasn't good, say an arrest, et cetera, you're probably not going to make it through that training. They're going to have to get rid of you. That's why you're always you're offered the employment once you're finished with training and also once you're finished with the background checks, et cetera. So, but the conditional offers I'm talking about are for those people that have like 200, 300, 400, 500 hours. Regional airlines are giving conditional offers of employment to people that have only 500 hours, you know, just like it was in the old days. But they're they're waiting for you to start uh, uh, reapplying, or I should say, re-updating uh, your background and telling them you're ready to come to work about 100 hours prior to you being eligible for the uh, ATP, uh, and to also come to the CTP ATP, which is the Certified Training Program uh, that you have to do in the simulator. It's um, it's quite an interesting time. It really is. And there are some subtleties here. But for, for you, the person that wrote this email, you're going to need to get that 1,500 hours. That doesn't mean you can't start applying to the regionals now. So therefore, see what I just said, you can start applying even though you don't have the qualifications. And that's what people are saying. There's, there's plenty of pilots out there that want the jobs, uh, so there is no pilot shortage. But that's not true. It's because the shortage is due to the lack of of qualified applicants. If you have 10 hours and you're trying to apply to an airline, you are an applicant, but you're not a qualified applicant. So that is the issue there. So just wanted to, to you know fix that little subtlety there. <laughs> it's really important to understand uh, that get your flying hours. I'm very confident you're the type of person that will do well uh, going forward, especially with what you've said in your background. And I'm so glad that you're looking at many different avenues in aviation careers. Uh, that's why in the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned the Stuck Mike Avcast. I really hope that if you don't listen to the podcast, that's fine. Just listen to the next four episodes about day one, two, three, and four. And there's so many inspirational stories about people who've actually gone on to the airlines and uh, and and not just the airlines, but many other jobs, uh, flying drones, uh, f- you know, doing uh, management work, working in general aviation, selling airplanes, uh, flight instructing, light sport aircraft, flight instructing, all sorts of really cool careers where people are making a living, uh, selling insurance, etc. Propellers. I mean, it, it's. I interviewed the president of Sensenik. He came from from the mailroom all the way to being president of the company. Some really cool, cool stories. So, and, and you know, highly recommend you go check that out. Um, anyway, thanks for the question. If you have any more questions, et cetera, of course, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. And, uh, and if you need further help, of course, you can go through the coaching. I know, oh, by the way, another thing I want to mention about the coaching when I, when I was thinking about it is that I know a lot of people have been emailing me and calling me, et cetera, for coaching. It's, uh, if you could just go through the website, I get, you know, many, many different calls, uh, for the coaching. If you want to look at my schedule to see when you can get into my schedule, just kind of go out there and look at the coaching calendar. It'll show you when I'm available. Because remember, I'm also an airline pilot, so I have to work 15 days a month. Usually I work, and the other 15 days I leave open for this. I really want to help you guys out, get ready for your interviews, and, and get ready for life. 
Let's do a, another question. I said this was going to be a quick episode, but of course, me, I cannot stop talking about aviation, but that's okay. That's cool. Um, next question says, uh, I have just discovered your podcast and love it. I am in the process of going through your back episodes to learn more about a pilot career, but thought I would ask advice from you. I am 44 years old, returning to aviation after a 23-year hiatus. I'm in the process of finishing my instrument proficiency check, then we'll move on to my commercial and multi-engine rating. I've been looking at time building, and it seems that instructing is the route most people take. I also have looked into time building programs such as, uh, he mentions one here. He says um, he also wants to know if I would recommend instructing or going to this time building program as the best way to gain 1,500 hours. Uh, I currently have 315 hours. Thanks for any advice you can offer and hope you're doing well in the Irma aftermath. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, we still are you know, fixing a few things after Irma, but no big deal. Uh, I think most people have recovered here. I Actually, at Sebring, the expo that I was uh, in, at a couple days ago, there's still places that are, are recovering from it. So I'm, I'm glad I live in a, a pretty strong structure here. Just a little leakage and, uh, and a little bit of damage. So thanks for the, the comments. Also, I didn't mention the school that he mentioned. Uh, I don't know enough about it, and I don't know about every single flight school. Uh, but time-building programs can be good depending on the money you have. Uh, most people take the route of being a flight instructor, just like I mentioned, because you learn so much uh, through being an instructor. You learn a lot when you're an instructor, uh, and it makes you such a much more well-rounded pilot. Also, it gets you ready for to be a captain at an airline because you're going to be flying with a lot of inexperienced people, and uh, you're going to have to be mentoring them, and, and instructing teaches you how to be a mentor. Um, you have a 315 hours. Uh, if you've got a million dollars in the bank, I'd say go ahead and rent a twin uh, and go out and fly the heck out of it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be just a twin, but most people don't have that, so uh, I would suggest you're getting a rating, such as your flight instructor, uh, your multi-engine commercial, start hunting around, start looking at a campaign to find jobs. Uh, that's why uh, we reposted in uh, you know our learning center the pilot jobs book. And that actually, even though it's, it's about putting together a resume, and by the way, you can see the first course for free on the pilot jobs book, it's really, it teaches you how to form a campaign to get hired. Because a lot of you folks don't want to go the instructional route and want to go towards the route of becoming a, a actual, you know, private pilot at or, or a private jet uh, flyer, that type of thing, or what they call, uh, you know, a corporate pilot. So it's private fly- flying. It's also corporate flying. And uh, uh, National Business Aviation Association, great place to look there. Take a look at their events and see if that's the environment you might want to look towards. It's it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. I've done some corporate flying and I truly enjoyed it. Actually, honestly, again, I was going to do that uh, because I love the feeling of being connected with the company, and that was my background, uh, but uh, decided to go the airline route, and I was like, boy, I really like it. I like the airlines, and uh, but but honestly, you can, <laughs> I like flying, period, you know, so so I, I got a feeling I'm kind of biased towards the flying thing, so I, I got a feeling it wouldn't matter what I was doing as long as I was, I was being able to get paid to go fly. Uh, but uh, anyway, thanks for that question. Uh, time building, yes, there's some really cool things out there. People are using uh, Embraer's, uh, you know, uh, Saab 340s, etc. At these different organizations where they're they're doing charter that type of thing. There's a lot of single engine uh, turbine time flying out there. Uh, Pilatuses, East, West Coast, Central, uh, in the United States, etc. So there's lots of different stuff out there to pursue as far as uh, flying is concerned. Um, but just keep looking uh, and. 
my advice is, you know, to get the CFI, but if you don't want to do that, start looking at uh, some of these other corporate jobs. Uh, it's going to be competitive because there are so many, remember what I said, there's so many people that are competing for those jobs because of the fact that they don't want to go the instruction route. Well, thanks again for the question. Well, folks, I appreciate you listening to this episode. We, uh, I wanted to do a quick one because I've been at the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo. We did uh, over four hours of interviews at the expo. If you go to stuckmikeavcast.com, you can learn about a couple things, and this is why I re- recommend it. We had someone talk, a UAS expert, talk about careers in uh, unmanned aircraft, all types of unmanned aircraft, small to large, running your own business, etc. Had someone who was a race pilot and also uh, came from nothing and and became an airline pilot. He's a 321 captain with a major airline. He's the one that flies a, the uh, L-39 uh, at the air races. Really, really nice guy. Uh, there's also people that were talking about being uh, flight instructors in the light sport category. I highly recommend that also. Uh, there's many different routes to go in aviation careers, and and and, and again, sometimes I, I feel bad that uh, I only have been focusing on airline careers because it's just going nuts at the airlines right now, but I, I want people to realize there's so many other careers out there. Talk to Jamie Beckett, the uh, AOPA You Can Fly program, talks about all sorts of different types of careers out there, and, and that's what we're about. Uh, I do want to start having more engineers, et cetera, salespeople on, uh, listen to those stories of the people that from past episodes that have done everything, uh, you know, repair engineers, flight test engineers, that type of thing, test pilots, etc. They're in the in the back episode. So kind of look go back there on iTunes. You can you can pick those up, etc. Um, anyway, links are at the bottom of this podcast for this episode, so check that out. Uh, it's going to be episode 168, and uh, there's all sorts of information in on the webpage. The scholarships book, uh, we are actually have changed it to Amazon. We found that uh, their tool for being able to search through is, is really important. I'll put a little video out there as far as how to search that, etc. We're also uh, finishing up the video on how to create your... Uh, uh, your uh, resume, excuse me. And by the way, uh, all that stuff in the Learning Center is the same as it was before. For If we're only $10 a month, you get access to all these courses. So if you sign up uh, for the $10 per month, uh, you can have access to all the courses that are within Aviation Careers Podcast. So check that out. It's a bundle of uh, different courses, and that's pretty inexpensive. So if you want to get the Pilot Jobs book and you want to do all these other things, you can actually sign up for it $10 a month. Once you're done and you've gone through all the videos you want, you can cancel your membership anytime. You can restart it anytime. We really want to make it affordable, and for only $10 a month, you have access to that. I do know that I'm getting a lot of feedback from folks with a scholarships guide that you like the PDF form version. We are toying with the the idea of placing that within what we did before with the bundles or the what we used to call the membership uh, Aviation Careers podcast and have uh, that PDF file updated every so often. But the thing is, if you if you still and I'd like to get your feedback on this, by the way, if if you go to Amazon or, or iTunes and those stores, uh, we find we have a lot more downloads in those. Uh, but if there are people that want the PDF, we can do that and have it downloadable. Uh, we will look at that. I'm not sure if the demand is there. So please send us feedback, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Well, folks, I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. And, you know, one of the things I noticed from all the interviews uh, from the Sebring Uh, U.S. Sport Aviation Expo. This is one of the things that was really important, something I came away with, is the fact that 
just like I always say, these people took one step towards their aviation career goal. They started off in small airplanes. That's where aviation starts in the small aircraft. They got their private. They got their instrument, the commercial. But they didn't do it all at once. It took little steps, sometimes large leaps, to get to their aviation career goal. And I I hope you're inspired by some of these stories that you'll hear over there on Stuck Mike and some of the emails that we get here Please do that for me. Do something now. Do something today to move forward in your aviation career. We'll talk to you next episode and safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.